Jesus, this is where Jesus is promising the Holy Spirit. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. He, he who will never leave you, he is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. It doesn't even recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you, and now later he will be in you. Now, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I will live also, since I live, you will live also. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. There's <laughs> a lot of revelation in this small passage. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. So that's a huge thing right there. That if you want God to believe that you love him, someone else is preaching. <laughs> if you want God to believe that you love him, he says, if you love me, then you're going to be someone who keeps my commands. If you want to show God you love him, you want to keep his commands. They're the ones who obey that those are the ones that love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, I will love them, and reveal myself to each of them. Judas, not Iscariot, but another disciple with the name, said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. He's repeating something here. <laughs> it means it's important. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Now, I'm not going to go on, but if you keep on reading, he says, if you don't love me, <laughs> and he goes into it. But tonight, we're focusing on the fact that he's giving us an invitation to see him. He's given us an invitation for himself, Jesus, and his Father to, to reveal himself, not just to us, but through us. And the type of person that is going to be able to have that ability to not just see Jesus, but to reveal Jesus to the world is the ones who he keeps on saying, those who love me. And we know that he tells us over and over again in the word to not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, which means that you're going to only do what he says to do. And you're going to not do what he says to not do. That's you showing him that you love him. And he says, if you love me and you keep my commands like that, then me and the Father will love you. And we're going to come and make our home with you. Not only just with you, like buddy-buddy, side-by-side, but like in you. And so the Lord is just like unfolding to me, like we have this absolute amazing ability to not just see, but also reflect the glory of God. And what is the glory of God? It's all his attributes. It is him. It is him. Sometimes I don't think that we get it. We say the scriptures, but sometimes I don't think they really sink in. 
you know, it, the word of God says, greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. But we don't really get it because we're not focused on it. When we love him and keep his commands, he becomes a greater focus in our life. We're, we're focusing on pleasing the Father. We're focusing on worshiping Jesus and drawing close to him. And when we do that, it becomes more and more and more a reality. Actually, our lives become just mixed and mingled with Jesus. Life is about him. That's all that really matters. And so I love this passage, and it's an open invitation for us to experience and see and know Jesus and for him to come and to reveal himself to us. Something that really unfolded to me is the fact that he says, the world cannot receive him because he's not looking for him. You know why he's not looking for him? Why is the world not going to see him? Because he's looking in the wrong place. He's a spirit. The world looks at the natural, looks at the, the physical. But those who are looking for him, those who are worshiping him in spirit and in truth, are going to see him. More and more and more, you're hearing testimony after testimony after testimony. I'm not just talking about you seeing him like this. I'm talking about him being seen in you as well. More and more and more, we're hearing testimony after testimony of miracles, signs, and wonders, which is the world seeing Jesus through you, or of people having encounters with Jesus. But it says the world cannot see him. Why? Because they're not looking for him in the right place. See, the word, the word of God tells us to be a light into the world, to shine our light. Why? So that they can see him. So if we're filling this vessel with stuff of this world, it clouds the light. It's like putting new wine into that old wineskin. It cannot contain it. It doesn't, it doesn't make that big of an impact as it ought to. Sure, you can be living in sin and you can go and uh, try to pray for people, but you're going to have a bigger impact, a lasting impact, if you're filled with the Spirit and not with the flesh. So, as a child of God, we have been given a promise here that if we'll love him, and we'll keep his commands. He's going to reveal himself, not just to us, but through us. It's an incredible invitation. We have a promise that he and the Father are going to come to us. Because we're going to be a vessel that he can use. Jesus was supposed to be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. To reveal the Father. To be a light in this world. He was here as a demonstration for you and I. To love the Father. And to only love him so much that you only were doing and you're only saying what was pleasing to him. We have no idea the supernatural life that is available to us. 
unless we will be willing to lay down our life, the word of God says we'll find real life hidden in Christ Jesus. I just, I've just been spending a lot of time, and I'm not patting myself on the back here, but I don't want to reach the end of my life and know that I could have done so much more simply because I should have been spending so much more time with Jesus. Because the more time you spend with him, the more you become like him. The more time you spend with him, the more you find out what pleases him. And you lay down the stuff that doesn't please him. You become a vessel or a new wineskin, the kind he can fill with his new wine, with his, with his fresh oil, fresh anointing. And you can go out there and make such a powerful impact upon this world. We know from the news and from what's going on in this world that we are in the last days. Which means that we as Christians, knowing what's about to happen, we've got the revelation. The word of God says Christ in us, the hope of glory, that we have this treasure in our earthen vessel so that, why do we have it? To keep it hidden under a bushel? To hide it? Not to tell anybody about it? No, we have it so that the excellency of the power of God would be what? Revealed to the world. The whole reason for you to know and to see Jesus is so that he will be revealed through you. Because the word of God says right here, they will not see Jesus because they are not looking for him. So how are you going to show them Jesus? He says, let your light shine. How bright is your light? It's only as bright as you let it be. How often are you flipping it on? Are you spending time with the Lord on a daily basis? Are you spending 10 minutes in the morning and, and you know, you feel like you've checked it off the list? Or are you letting him fill you? You know, it's, it's not enough to dip your toe in here. I'm not going to do it, but you dip your toe in here. It's not enough to walk the shore with him, get your feet wet, and just, oh, feel his presence. And then walk out and live the rest of your life. There's a deep ocean out there of the Holy Spirit, and he says deep calls unto the deep. He invites us to go and swim with him and find out all those super awesome, unique creatures that are out there. <laughs> there's, what I'm saying is there's so much more to experience in God if you'll just go out. Let go. Let go of the things of this world. It is pointless. It is useless. The whole reason we're here is, yes, be blessed by the things he blessed you with, but get caught up in Jesus. You're supposed to be so caught up and so in love with Jesus that you start seeing him, that he starts talking to you, that he starts revealing himself to you, and you're so excited about it, you're so full, you don't even realize that your light is just shining so brightly that everyone you meet is encountering Jesus. We're going to look at that in the word of God here in a second. This is supposed to be life, Acts 17, 28. In him, we live and we move and we have our being. 
We're consumed with him. It's all that matters. He's all that matters. What we do for him is all that matters. And you, you might like your show, or you might like to go to that certain restaurant, and, and that's all fine as long as it's pleasing to the Lord as far as the show goes or whatever. Don't watch it if he convicts you of it. Why? Because you want to live a life that's pleasing to him. You want nothing, a stupid thing like that, to take his place. You can come to church or come to revival and call out to the Lord, oh God, consume me. Lord, I surrender to you. Just consume me. Fill me up. But then when he asks you to lay down something for him, whether that's the morning news or whether that's that show at night or whether that's a meal because he wants you to spend extra time with him and you're not willing to, then really, do you mean, Lord, take all of me? I surrender all? No. How much are you allowing him to fill you? How much are you allowing him to shine his light through you so the world can see Jesus? We know him, the word of God says, so we can see him. And we can, and we have the ability to reflect him. But do we let him? We've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Even just that little tiny short time of worship, you can feel God's presence. You're walking the shoreline of his presence with Jesus. Your feet are getting wet, and it's awesome. Last Wednesday night, we were just immersed. We just went, went, went in and just went swimming around and just let God just fill us up. But tonight, we're just like, I mean, I, I believe the presence of God is here. But I'm just using it as an example how, it's, it's a matter of how far. How much do you want to see him? How much do you want him to reveal himself to you? How much do you want him to use you? Because that's how much you're going to sow to it. He says, he who sows to the spirit will also reap of the spirit. So if you want to be someone who walks in the supernatural and walks in the spirit, you're going to be someone who is so serious about sowing to the spirit. But if you could care less and you just want to get your ticket into heaven and you don't care what you're manifesting here on earth or you don't care how much your light is shining for others to know Jesus, then go ahead. Sow to the flesh. But you're going to reap nothing but corruption, the word of God says. And that's not the life that he asked us to live. He said in Colossians 3, he said, you've now been raised to a new life with Christ. So now sight your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. That's our focus. Jesus said the whole plan was it's better that I go away because I'm going to give you the advocate. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And he's not only going to be with you, but he's going to be in you. Now I've got thousands and millions and even billions who can shine my light wherever they go. There were supposed to be so many people walking in the glory just like Jesus. Jesus came here as a man as an example of how much glory we could truly walk in. He was consumed with what pleased his father, and he is our heavenly father as well. So we have the ability, the word of God says, to both see and reflect the glory of the Lord. But how much are you allowing him to be reflected in you? How much light are you shining for the world to see? 
the world, it says the world won't see him, but it's because he, he's not in the flesh. He's in the spirit. We know him because we've been born again by the spirit of God. And so now we know him. We know in his presence as we learn. We know when his presence walks into the room. We know when the atmosphere changes. We know when we're being convicted and, and, and convicted by the Holy Spirit not to go that direction. We know him and we can see him and we can reflect the glory of God. Colossians 1.27 is where it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope for the world to see his glory is where? It's not way up there. It's in you. So it kind of puts a little bit of uh, weight on the fact that you should be spending time with the Lord every day. Because if you're not, you're sowing more time to the things of this world. And, and I like that he says, um, focus on things above. Because I know we have a natural life. We have to put dinner on the table. We have to go to work. You know, we do have to think about some natural things and, and go through some natural things. But I remember my dad always saying that um, he, would, he was working the factory and he'd pray in the spirit eight hours a day because your mind can be occupied, but you can be praying in the spirit, sowing to the spirit that whole entire time. So God gave us a way to keep focused on him through praying in the spirit. We don't have to be fully engaged, which is amazing. Actually, that's part of the whole, my yoke is easy and my burden's light. Same thing with spending time in prayer. You know, we've been learning a lot more about waiting on the Lord and he'll renew our strength and soaking and being still in his presence. It's not all about, I believe like the praying in the spirit, you could do all the time, but when you get alone with him, you don't necessarily have to be like, you know, I'm not making fun of praying in the spirit by any means. But when you're alone with him and you're not preoccupied in your mind, why don't you just sit and be still in his presence so he can talk to you? Let him fill you up so that you can go out and shine your light. So he gave us different ways where his yoke is easy, his burden's light. It's not a hard thing. Even though sometimes, like you said, it's hard to sit still. But it's not a hard thing. Our mind thinks it's hard because we're so used to this fast-paced society that we're in. But he says, be still and know I am God. Wait, and you will be endued. They wanted to go out there and do the work because Jesus said, lay hands in the sick and they will recover. Go out there and preach the gospel. But then he goes, but wait. But wait till you be endued with power from on high. What was he telling them? But wait till I fill you so your light shines brighter. They could go out there in their own power and be obedient to the word of God, lay hands in the sick, and they may see some miracles. But the bigger impact would take place is when they would just cleanse their hearts, cleanse themselves, ask the Lord to cleanse them, and then just spend time worshiping him, waiting until they're so full, till they know the spirit of the Lord is upon them. And they're anointed to go out. 
they were obedient. And I'm sure some of them were on the edge of their seat. Some of them might have been getting squirmy, like, oh, my goodness, we've been up here for over a week. What, when, when, and what, and what in the world are we looking for? You know, and I've spent in the last few days just worshiping the Lord, spending time with him. And, and I know I've been kind of going over the scriptures, what, what they were doing. They were waiting. And I know those thoughts that come to you like, what am I really doing? It's too easy. Just sitting in his presence, that's too easy. Our mind wants to work and earn it. It's free. And that's why his yoke is easy, his burden's light. He just invites us. It's an invitation to be filled with his presence. It's an invitation for him to reveal himself to you, to just sit with him. Worship him. Spend time with him. You can only say so much in English until you've got your whole prayer list done, and then you kind of just got to sit there and let him fill you. <laughs> There's a time and place, you know, he said pray in the spirit, pray with the understanding also, sing in the spirit, sing with the understanding also, but then he also said be still now and know I am God. Now wait, and you'll be endued with power you'll be able to go out there and shine a light like you've never seen before, like they've never seen before. Shine your light before men. Why? So they may know, or you could say, and see your Father. We all have Jesus, I believe, all of us. Have Jesus living on the inside of us? That's why the scripture says, greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. It's not just a power for us. It's a light for them. But if we're consumed with our lives and our blessings and our for, us for and no more, if we're consumed with us, it's just my point, our own little community, then the world will never see our light. But if you're concerned about what Jesus was concerned about, which was go out into all the world and preach the gospel, then you better do what the disciples did, and you better wait, and you better allow the Holy Spirit to purge you of all those things that your flesh craves because it's such a passion and desire of yours to shine your light so they can go to heaven. See, we need to get to a point, if that's not the place that we're at, then we need to keep sowing to the Spirit, keep spending time with him until it's all we want. It's for them to see Jesus in us. The word of God says, how will they know without a preacher? And you're that preacher. You're the light. You're the light in the darkness. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 3. Hallelujah. I take it from the silence. You're really soaking it in. Okay. 2 Corinthians 3. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. This is that scripture I mentioned. So all of us who received Jesus, who've had the veil removed, we now have the ability, we have the invitation to see and reflect the glory of the Lord, the Lord who is the spirit. And that's the reason the world can't see him. They don't know him because he's a spirit. He makes us more and more like him 
and were changed into his glorious image. So if you're having a problem with your flesh, the best thing that you can do is go spend time with him. As soon as I said that, it was like, like the presence of God just went all over me. If you're struggling in your flesh, the best thing you can do is put your flesh down, make it sit there, and get into the presence of God. Because what happens is the Holy Spirit's power starts working, and the Word of God says you're changed to be more and more. You're transformed to be more and more like him. My son Ashton's downstairs. The Lord led me to spend a little time with him in prayer. We used to do this a lot more when they were young as a family. But the Lord just moved me to just spend time with him. He's 15 and um, after school one day. It was yesterday. And uh, so we were just praying, and we got right into the presence of God. I mean, it was like immediate. And we were just soaking there, and I said, just do whatever you feel like you should do, like pray in the spirit or just worship the Lord or just soak. And then I said, get your journal, be ready to hear from God. And so he brought a journal. And I heard him over there just writing away, and I was like, ooh, good, yeah. I was all excited. After a little bit, I asked him, what did you get? You know, And God gave him a couple scriptures, and then we soaked a little more. Just some scriptures encouraging him. And uh, the Lord gave him a vision. It was real unique. It was a big butterfly with eyeballs all over it. And uh, the Lord gave me a word, which is transformation, because you know that a butterfly is not always a butterfly. It's, it's a caterpillar, if you didn't know. <laughs> and there's a process of that caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Isn't that just like this scripture? You're in a cocoon with God when you're spending time in his presence. And what is happening is you're being transformed from glory to glory. Every time, think about it. Every time, if you're having problems with your flesh, every time you go and spend time with him, I'm being transformed from glory to glory into his image, into his likeness. I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm not going to fulfill the lusts of my flesh any longer because I'm going to keep going in there into that cocoon and I'm going to be transformed from glory to glory into his image, into his likeness until you've got that full wingspan. (laughs) You can soar high on wings as eagles or butterflies. Hallelujah. Transformation takes place in his presence. It's just a matter of how much do you want to reflect God? How much do you want to be like him? How much do you want the world to see him? It's really reflected in how much time you spend with him. You can say with your mouth, I love you, Lord. But he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. You can say with your mouth, I care about the lost. I just want them to go to heaven. If you care about the lost, you'll go seek Jesus so that you can be a light unto the world, so that you're no longer hiding under a bushel. The bushel is your sin. It's your flesh. It's your distraction. 
Transform us, Lord. Into your image, into your likeness. Be like Jesus. To make the impact on this world that Jesus made. There's a reason after they waited, wait and you shall be endued with power. There's a reason after they waited that they went out and they turned the world upside down. There's a reason why they looked at these unlearned men and recognize these men have been with Jesus. It's not that they remembered him from the last crusade. It was that they were acting and talking and performing miracle signs and wonders and shining the light that Jesus shined. And that's what it is for us. That's what will happen to us if we would just wait upon the Lord. If we would just spend time with him and let him bring us from that caterpillar to the butterfly. You're probably wondering what the eyeballs meant. The eyeballs are increase in spiritual sight. When you see a, a heavenly creature with a lot of eyeballs, it's increase in spiritual sight. And so what the Lord was telling him is you're being transformed and there's coming an increase in your spiritual sight. I said, I'll take that, Lord. <laughs> but it was for him. Isn't that awesome? But that's literally one little half an hour moment with Jesus. What could happen if we'd spend, I don't know, let's just be crazy and spend two hours with Jesus every day. That is about 10% of our day. And he does say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. He does say, give of your tithes. How about give them the tithe of our time? Just say, within a half an hour, you're seen and you're being changed from glory to glory. What would happen if we would sow more time to the spirit? We would shine more light. Amen. Hallelujah. If you love him, you'll obey his commands. You'll put yourself into a position to be a vessel fit for his use. To be a vessel that can reveal and reflect the glory of God. 2 Timothy 2.21 says, cleanse yourself so that you can be, I'm paraphrasing, but so that you can be a vessel of honorable use. I don't know so much that everybody does this, but my mother-in-law does this. Special occasions, Christmas, Easter, she gets out her good silverware and her good, I don't know if it's china or not, but it's got gold plate. It's real pretty. And she doesn't want the kids to wash the dishes that day. So it must be nice. <laughs> it's honorable used. It's honorably used. <laughs> and, you know, there's wood and there's bronze and there's silver and there's gold. And the Lord only likes these precious, you know, metals. He talks about them in the word. He talks about that you can be refined with the fire to be honorably used by the king. He's a king. He only wants to use the best utensils. 
And I'm not saying, you know, throw away the rest. But like I said, and the word says, he won't fill and put new wine into old wineskins. You need to care a little bit about it, a little bit, to where you're allowing him to change you, to make you into that vessel that can carry that new wine. Amen? The Lord is just revealing more and more that we're just the vessel. It's him who wants to live through us. It's not us. It's him who wants to reveal himself to the world. It's not us. But if it's about you in this life, he can't use it. But if you care less and lay down your life for his sake, you're going to find the real life that he had intended for a believer. And you see it in the book of Acts. And that looks exciting to me. The more you spend time with God, the more you're going to care about what he cares about. The more he reveals himself to you, and it's an open invitation, like I said, the more he reveals himself to you, the more you're going to reflect him. The more you see him, you're going to want to be like him and you're going to reflect his glory. Others are going to know transformation has taken place. You're not the old man you used to be. You're a new man in Christ Jesus. Not, he's transforming you. He's molding you. He's making you. How does this take place again? James 4, 8. Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. It's like a law. It's an automatic. The more time you spend seeking him, the more you're going to look like him. The more your flesh falls off. That's a weird picture. But the more... <laughs> The more you're walking in the things of the spirit, not the things of the flesh. You're not yielding to what your flesh craves. And I want to say that it's, it's kind of normal because this world is here and then the enemy and all the temptations are here. Don't think that you're this hor horrible person because you are tempted or tested or tried. Okay? There is going to be testings. We see Jesus went to the desert and he was tested in every way like a human. Okay? So Jesus was tested. He was tempted. He was tried. The key is you put down your flesh, you resist the devil, and you don't give in to it. You give it no thought. If you're having a problem with your flesh thinking those things, then get into the presence of God. Put down your flesh and put on Jesus. So that you can reflect Jesus. Jeremiah 29, 13, he says, Seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. He's got to be, this is why we made it Passion Church, he's got to be our passion. He has got to be the reason you live. The reason every church is not filled with masses waiting outside the doors is because Jesus is not the reason they live. No condemnation. <laughs> but it's the truth. The Lord spoke to me, and I'm not, no. 
the Lord spoke to me this afternoon. He gave me a vision of this church with a huge rays of light coming from it. Let's see if I can find my notes. Yeah. He said, it's a beacon in the night. I mean, immediately he said that, and I don't use that word, so I had to look it up. Like, I always look up everything. It's a fire or a light set up high as a prominent position. It's a signal, a beacon in the night. Guess what? We're in some dark times. <laughs> and God wants to draw people by his spirit. Like a moth to a flame, they're going to come. Because they're going to be searching for the truth. Are you shining your light so they can come to you? Are they going to know you're different than the rest of the world? Are they going to know you know the truth? Beacon in the night. So there's a huge difference in if you seek me with your whole heart, I'm going to be found by you. In other words, you're going to see me. I'm going to reveal myself to you. There's an if there, though. If you seek me with your whole heart. You can come to church, warm a pew, and leave and have everything that comes out. It can be total word, awesome, on fire. It can go in one ear and out the other. Because the word of God says it. Faith without works is dead. You can believe every single thing I'm saying tonight. And I believe this is by the spirit of God, so it is going to pierce your heart. And you're not going to be able to move on until you start doing it. <laughs> but... You can hear it all and apply none of it and it not impact your life. Or you can take it, start s surrendering to the Lord, and start seeking him knowing that a transformation is taking place. And don't expect it overnight. If you get tempted, if you get tested, if you get tried continually, just keep going into that prayer closet. Just keep going and sowing more to the Spirit, praying in the Spirit. Keep worshiping the Lord. Keep soaking in His presence. Keep coming to services. You will be changed. The Word of God says it into His glorious image. It's from glory to glory. There is a season that we're coming into where he's going to pour out his former, we're in it, where he's pouring out his former and latter rain, but Friday night is all about are you ready? Are you ready to be that vessel fit for his use? Or do you need to still get into the cocoon? You better get in there and start transforming if you want to be in action in this last day and age and not on the sidelines watching everybody else be used by God. There's a pre preview for you. John 14, 23 is so key. All who love me, yes, thank you, Jesus, all who love me will do what I say. My Father and I will love them. We'll come and we're going to make our home with each of them. You're going to know, they're going to know that you have been with Jesus. Why? Because you're keeping his commands and because you love him so much, you can't get enough of him. I remember dating my husband. We couldn't get enough of each other. Now it's like, get on your side of the bed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But 
you know that's how it is. You know, those of you who have been married a long time. God is totally different. The more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you, the more I love you. That's how it is with God. You just want more of him. But so many of us are so preoccupied with the things of this life that it's going to pass away. We're not discovering this real life that's hidden in Christ Jesus. A life of miracle signs and wonders. A life of walking in the spirit and not any longer yielding to the things of our flesh. If we'll just spend time with him, and it's an easy thing, enter into my presence with thanksgiving, enter into my courts with praise, come boldly into my throne room where you can receive mercy and grace and forgiveness and help, strength in time of need. Wait upon me, sit at my feet, and I'll renew your strength. All easy. The only thing that makes his heart is this flesh or your mind thinking this is too hard to sit here I could be doing this I could be watching this show I could be calling this person I could be no he told the disciples chill out just be still and wait upon me you're going to be so much more beneficial to this world if you'll just do what I say this life was meant to be an exchange life. We were meant to find real life in Christ Jesus. We were meant to let our light shine. Hallelujah. You will be recognized for having been with Jesus because you're loving him, you're obeying him, and you just want more of him. You will. In Acts 4.13, and I quoted this earlier, but I want to read it right from the word, an amplified version. It says, Now when the men of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, saw the confidence and boldness of Peter and John, they grasped the fact that they were un... They, they, they got it. They're like, wait a minute. These men are not educated, but educated like us. <laughs> These men are not trained like us in the word. They recognized that they weren't trained up like they were. They were uneducated when it, regarding the word. They were ordinary men. We know they were fishermen. They were tax collectors. They were ordinary people in the workplace. But they were astounded because they could tell these men had been with Jesus. We should stand out. Not for our own glory, but for his glory. We should make an impact wherever we go because we've been with Jesus. And he doesn't make it hard. 
You know, we've been on a search for years along with my dad, and he has the best library, and I have all access to it, okay? Anyone who walks in the power and the glory of God, I'm, I'm going to write a book because the Lord told me to a while ago. Not one of them says it as clear as it needs to be said. But pretty much everything that we have learned, I have said in this message, and if you'll just simply apply it, God's no respecter of persons. Be with Jesus. That's it. Focus on Jesus. Stop yielding to your flesh because that takes the place of Jesus. Christ in you is the hope of glory for the world to see. It comes down to us just doing what we have learned. We get excited and amped up at a message like this, but if we leave here and don't apply it, it will not take effect in our lives. We'll get to watch someone else walking in that power and that glory and making an impact on this world for Jesus, and we get jealous, and we're like, oh, you know. All, all that's different is God didn't have more favor on them as they just applied it. He says he's no respecter of persons. When they were in the upper room, they weren't looking down on one another. They weren't like, oh, you know, you had more prophecies, you had more healings, you this, you that. They were all focused on one thing, and that was, let's wait until we be endued with power so we can go out there and shine the light so they can know our Father in heaven. That's why I love Revival MKE because it is a community of believers who are just focused on Jesus, not a, a church, even though we're holding it here. It's not about a church. It's about bringing more to him. It's about wakening the sleeping giant to shine their light brighter so that more people can come to know him. And the whole idea of healings and miracles and signs and wonders are for the unbeliever. As much as we want to see it in the church, it should be done outside of the church too. If anything, if it's done in the church, it's to draw more people to him. It's not to highlight a minister. The only reason a minister might be highlighted is because he's actually doing the word. Waiting on the Lord. He really does make it easy. My yoke is easy, he says. My burden is light. He spoke to me about waiting on the Lord. He's like, that's what Benny Hinn did. He just soaked at my feet. He just laid in my presence. Every day I couldn't get enough. He would come home from school, and he would just wait in my presence. You read his testimonies, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. You read his book, um, Power from on High, just waits in the presence of God. It's out there but who's going to do it? The Lord spoke to me. He said, it's such an easy task, but so many people find it so hard, but it's where they would find joy unspeakable and full of glory. In other words, it's where you're going to get full of glory. You're not going to find it at someone's meeting. The only reason you get maybe full is because the manifest presence is there, but you can have that every single day of your life in your bedroom. 
It's just a matter of you drawing close to God, you seeking God. And he'll reveal himself to you. And you'll be a made manifest vessel fit for his use, manifest child of God, shining the light. People will say, that person has been with Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. There's a problem if they don't see him in us. There's a problem if we're conforming to this world. There's a problem if we're making excuses to do the things the world does. It's supposed to be the other way. Jesus is our life, your life. You have died with Christ. Now rise with Christ. Your real life is in him. In him. Every morning, wake up. In him, I live and I move and I have my being. Jesus, you're my life. Jesus, I focus my attention on you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. It's not by my might. It's not by my power, but it's by the spirit that I can live to please you, Jesus. I surrender everything and I welcome you, Holy Spirit. Purge me, sanctify me, cleanse me. If he reveals stuff, sometimes he does. Be willing to lay it down if you want this life that he's talking about. Get rid of it in a second. Look at the disciples. They straight up left their families and their careers to follow him. He says, pick up your cross and follow me. If he asks you to give up a show or give up some kind of language or give up whatever it is, acting like a little brat to your husband or whatever it is, give it up. The reason he's telling you is because he wants you to be more like him so you can shine a brighter light. And some of us need to shine brighter lights in our own home to our own children. They will follow your example. He says, raise up your children in the way they should go. If you don't want them acting like you, then don't act like that. I'm putting this one on Jesus. It's too strong for me to give. <laughs> He's the one delivering tonight, Holy Spirit. Uh, Moses, let's turn to Exodus 34, and I'm, I'm going to kind of close with this. But. Exodus. Exodus 34. You can read the whole story, and it's incredible, but Exodus 34, verse 29, we know... He, he disappeared for like 40 days a couple times <laughs> to spend time with the Lord on the mountain. 
And he comes back with these stone tablets, with the commandments of God. He had, what happened when he was spending time with God? He had seen the Lord. This is our invitation to see God. When he says, draw close to me, and I will draw close to you. When he says, wait upon me. When he says, if you love me, obey my commands, and I will come, and I will reveal myself to you. And if you're, like, jealous of the next guy who's seen Jesus, who's having revelations from heaven, who is encountering God, and you're jealous, it's because they're doing the word. Go ahead and do it. You will have an encounter with God. You will, you will see Jesus, and he'll be seen through you. How could I say that? The word of God says it. It might be in all different ways, but it's true. We see it in Acts 4. They knew they had been with Jesus. We see it right here with Moses. Then Moses came down from Mount Sinai, carrying the two stones of tablets scribed with the terms of the covenant. He wasn't aware that his face had become so radiant. Why? Because he had spoken to the Lord. Other versions say because he had been with the Lord or because he had seen the Lord. What did we just learn in Colossians 1.27, I believe it was? You're changed in his glorious image so that you can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. That's what happened to Peter and John. That's what happened to Moses. And that is what will happen to you. You might be halfway through that cocoon with your head sticking out. <laughs> you might have one wing. You know, what do they do? Do they eat through it? I don't know, but I'm curious now. You're in a transformation. You're in the process of being changed. And how fast it happens is really up to you. It's really sad, but somebody can be a Christian for 30 years and be a baby in Christ. And then I've got people who have known the Lord six months or six years, and they have exceeded some people that I know are 30 years in the Lord. And I'm not comparing or anything, but it just shows it's a matter of how passionate are you about Jesus? What kind of time are you spending with him? And what's more important to you, the things of the Lord or the things of the world? Remember, focus on Christ. Your real life is hidden with Christ. In him, I live and I move and I have my being. That's why we're here. And I am so excited. The Lord gave me this message, and if you didn't know it, you could rewind and go back to, I think it was December 6th on a Wednesday night, my dad taught his last message. And it was about living in Christ. And I was amazed at about 90% of the scriptures I used today was those scriptures. This is our life. This is what we should be living and breathing. Not just on Sundays or random Friday or a random conference. We should just love him so much we desire to please him keep his commands and as we just please him and sit at his feet like that song says 
which you know I'm going to be calling you up in a second. <laughs> Worship team can get ready. We'll sing it one more time. It's an invitation to see him and to reflect him so this world can see Jesus. I hope that stirred you tonight. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and take up tonight's tithes and offerings, and then we're going to sing that song to 